Hey guys, welcome to Bag and Boardcast, episode number 410. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out June 17th, 2020. We follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, uh, keeping with John's lead, we're doing another trivia special. This is all questions that I have created for my friends, John and Paul here. Uh, and it's all just based around celebrities who are nerds and nerds who are celebrities. So, yeah. Mm. That's the thing we're doing, guys. Cool. Fun. Man. Uh, if we're going to do trivia, I need some liquid courage. I need to get my brain going. And what better way to get your brain going than drinking a beer? And I see that you guys are both drinking some uh, beer straight from the cans. Well, I poured or, mine out, but I just have the can in front of me. Oh, you guys both have the cans in front of you. I was re- I was reading it because I... Uh, <laughs> were, we're, about to re- we're about to review the, the beers, so I pulled the can out and I look at it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys are ready. So, Chris, why don't you start... Uh, well, all and, four of my beers today are coming from Virginia-based brewing company Oozlefinch, uh, and that's O-O-Z-L-E-F-I-N-C-H, Oozlefinch. Uh, yeah, uh, this one, it's very tart. I'm starting off with their Das Yummy, and this is a cranberry cherry cobbler-style Berliner Weiss. Uh, so it's a Berliner brewed with cranberry, cherry, allspice, vanilla, and lactose. And yeah, I definitely get all of those notes in it. It's just like really tart with that cranberry up front. Like the cranberry and then just like that tart cherry really just to salt your tongue. And then you get that allspice and that vanilla kind of on the back end, but it's just so tart up front that it's like shockingly tart. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to finish all this pint glass of it because you can't really text. It's wow. Well, I'm just like really sniffing it for the first time. And it's a lot of like that allspice nose. It, it smells almost like a, like autumn, fall seasonal type beer. But yeah, it's, it's super, super tart. It's you guys are going to get to see my face so every tart. time I take a sip. Of uh, I'm also having a sour ale. Uh, from Pressure Drop Brewery, local brewery to Buffalo, their Soda Jerk, which is a cherry limeade sour ale, coming in at 4.5%. This is nice. Um, you definitely get the cherry. You get a little bit of that lime kind of on the back part. And then it finishes a little acidic sour. I wish it was like 2 degrees sweeter. Like, it just feels like it needs a little bit of a sugary pop to it to really nail cherry limeade and have that, you know, it's called a soda jerk, you know, it's it, but it's just really close. It's like you had like, um, like a cherry Mountain Dew, but it's just not sweetened, but it's tart. It's, it's good, but it just needs hmm. something. Hmm. It needs to be like amped up a little bit like i i kind of agree with this one too because if this was like a little bit more sweet like right up front like a cherry candy or like like a candied um cranberry i think that would like smooth this out a bit but paul what about you i am drinking also a sour guy <laughs> oh, sorry i just Look saw chris me. take a sip and he's Being it's, on like, it's like i'm drinking oh, uh God. it's i mean plus i like i think 
It was only like four dollars like for the Canada uh, like sprouts. Brussels sprouts, yeah. and you don't like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just saying like you're just getting something that I you're like. No, I like Brussels sprouts. Really, not enjoying. Well, I'm almost through it. Throw. That's the thing. Just take like, it down. I feel like the rest of the beers I have are going to be much, much smoother. Sorry, I'm, well, I, I'm drinking the Margarita Goze or Goza from Cigar City Brewing. And this is their ale, brewed with orange, lime, and salt. Um, it says and salt, but it doesn't hit that saltiness as, like, um, the Westboro, right? They did a bunch of salted beer, and I thought those were very uh, very salty. This is nice. It's a refreshing tart. It's not Chris making faces tart, but um, the tartness is there. It's almost like you were heavy-handed while pouring the lime juice or squeeze, you know, you squeeze two limes into your margarita instead of just one. And it's very lime forward. I don't pick up any of the orange. It's nice. It is a, a nice refreshing tart. I don't think it would replace a margarita for me, but it is a good sour. It's it, it would be a go-to sour and you did. if I saw it out. Cuz you had you had this at Cigar City, your wife loved it, and mm-hmm. I talked you into buying it the other week. Mm-hmm. Just, and I'm happy I did buy it, and I'm happy you did talk to me, talk me into it. This was brewed on uh, Candon 521 yeah. 2020, so it's fairly fresh. And speaking about uh, other things that are fresh, let's go out to the news garden to pick some of those fresh stories that we got. And man, something that I'm really looking forward to is a movie that's going to be able to bring everybody together in these troubled and trying times that we have. And there's only one duo that can do this. Batman and Robin. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a movie that nobody asked for. I'm pretty sure people have been asking for it. Nobody for needs, but we're still getting it. The, you just haven't heard them over the have Scott been Snyder really cut. wanting it? Or Zack Snyder cut, people. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh... But yeah, we're finally getting our next Bill and Ted's movie, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. I think I like Bill and Ted as much as anybody who grew up in the 80s and 90s could. Again, I don't think this movie's necessary, Uh, but I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, This seems like something that they could have 23 skidoo together. It could have been like the children of Bill and Ted, and then you only have to get uh, Keanu and Alex Winter in for like a day just to be like the parents like hanging out in the basement and you could have you know their kids lead it but no like they committed they they went right to the source and I think that kind of lends this movie I don't want to say some credibility but it, it makes me care more than if it was like how they did that other Dumb and Dumber movie where it was like the meeting, yeah, but, but that wasn't done by um, the brothers that did the first one. That one was the studio had the name rights and made that movie. They did make that movie twenty years yeah. later, and it was it was awful. It tried to be funny and it had humorous ideas, but it it was no Dumb and Dumber too. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to this, and in the end. Did you really need Bogus Journey? It didn't need to be made, but I love the fact that it was. I think I like Bogus Journey better yeah, than I agree. Excellent Adventure. Uh, 
It's, it's tough. I have to go back yeah. and rewatch it. It's uh, been I love those maybe movies. a year or two since uh, I I'm looking them. forward to this. I don't like – I think just because of all the movies that we've gone to and been let down by, I now try not to go into movies with high expectations. So just going to see this movie, I'm like – I. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I don't know or think it's going to be that great. Well, but I think it knows that. And I think it's aware of <clears throat> what it it's supposed to be. Like, I don't see this trying to be more than just, oh, it's another Bill and Ted's movie, like, 30 years later. Like, that's kind of the only promise that it has to fulfill. Like, it doesn't have no pun intended, but like an empire writing on it, like star Wars does, or, you know, something like ghostbusters that, you know, they tried something different and people didn't respond to it. Like this is just. Yeah. And I like that. They, they said they'd only do it if the writers came back who wrote the first two and Alex winters hasn't been acting for years. He's been making documentary and directing. So I think that's nice. And the fact that, Alex Winter, I think, looks better than Keanu Reeves does. Uh, if you go back and watch it, Keanu Reeves has got, like, he's getting that old guy face. Yeah. Where Alex, he's, I mean, he's in his 50s, yeah. yeah but I mean, Alex it's... Winter's the same age, and I was like, eh, Alex Winter still looks pretty good. I think there's a reason uh, Keanu Reeves has been wearing that beard yeah. for so long. Paul, you have no thoughts. No thoughts. It looks like they they are doing a Bill and Ted's movie. Yeah, that's... the characters have not changed or grown, and it's not like they're like, oh man, we got to go back and like fix our mistakes. It's like, no, these two have learned nothing, and, and have, have you done where, no did growth. you watch those no movies when you were a kid, or was it something you went to like when you were in your twenties? I. No, I saw it, uh, like, you know, that tween age, like 12, 15, 13, you, 14, maybe, somewhere, early teens. How did you find the, the science I, I never in watched Because I know that's big with you. Well, the science was okay, because it seemed to be going off the Doctor Who logic. So, you know, time booth, British man, time okay. machine, just made sense. It all checked. It all checked out. Paul's. Oh, it it Paul's, all checked out. Paul's science book. I mean, he 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 did the work. It checked British, out. Yep. British man coming out of uh, time. Uh, uh, Rufus time isn't British time. though. Hmm? Rufus is British. He's George Carlin. He's Ringo Starr, who is British. Uh, that's George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm. Well, now, I'm not, I thought that was now Ringo that breaks Starr. the science. Nope. <laughs> Well, that doesn't work. <laughs> Everything's out the window. I thought it was her. Yeah. I I have some Mandela uh, effect going well, on. Paul, you had another piece of news you wanted to mention? Wow. Yeah. Uh, DC Comics has announced that they are no longer going to be using Diamond Distributing for their distribution of their weekly comic books. Um, they are going with two different companies to fulfill their distribution and their trade paperbacks are going to be um, de- uh, delivered or fulfilled by Penguin Publishing. 
I had the article up here from Polygon, and it says that uh, they're going to be using Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors for their weekly releases. Penguin Random House for Graphic Novels and uh, Collected Editions. So I don't know if they're just using these two other ones for their weekly for broader distribution. Um, Those are the ones that were actually set up during everything that's happened with the coronavirus that were helping to deliver while Diamond was shut down. So I don't know what the terms were of those deals because it seems like uh, DC had actually partnered up with the people at Midtown Comics to distribute their comic books. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. And in doing so, Midtown created their own distribution platform to like handle the distribution of those books. So they weren't being sent out actually from Midtown Comics. It was like a, mm-hmm. like a shell corporation type thing. So interesting. But I mean, it's going to be weird to see how this works out because Diamond does have like the widest distribution base for comic books. Um, almost borderline monopoly for it because they, they were the sole distributors for Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe this will just... I don't know if they'll make things easier for comic shops to get their books, but maybe they'll be able to branch out and get some different distributors now. Maybe it'll be a better situation for them. I don't know enough about how distribution works for comics to have too much thought on this, honestly. Well, as long as it doesn't uh, involve more uh, variant variant covers, because, you know, wasn't that one of the big lead-ups to the the comic crash of the nineties was because every uh, comic distributor had a different variant that they would, you know, basically pack in. Uh, I think that was more just based on like the publishers themselves. Cause I mean, we, mm-hmm. we do get some of that still right now. Right. Um, where it depends on like how many copies of like a certain comic you buy, like if the store orders, you know, a thousand copies of X-Men number one, they'll be able to get one copy of like some certain special variant. But, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Times change, man. Times change. Hey, and we uh, buy our, all our books digitally anyway, so as long as they're on Comixology, right guys? Right? Pretty much. That would, That's all I need. That, that would bring us right into the list. Yay! The comic book's coming out June 17th. 20. Eh, screw them. 20. 2020. So, uh, so uh, John, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Right and, now? Um, what's on your phone? I didn't actually see anything. Oh, I thought you were ready. Sorry. Nothing caught my eye that was coming out uh, next week. So I went into uh, my wish list of things that I've saved in there. And. Uh, there is a trade in a trade in policy, a trade paperback that I'm looking forward to, and this is uh, Repairman Jack Scar Lip Redux. Um, Repairman Jack is a novel series written by um, Paul or F. Paul Wilson. Um, I've read many of those books. I really enjoy them. They're a lot of fun. And uh, I was excited to see that uh, he had put out a trade. And um, 
art by Antonio Fuso, um, who does the James Bond books, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the Superman Jack book. Nice. Paul? I'm looking forward to a, the fourth issue of a book that I picked up just the first issue last week, and that's uh, Vampironica New Blood. Uh, this is issue four of four, so I want to go back and pick up the other three issues. I'm not sure if they actually were released or not. I'm not sure if this is one of those things where, you know, coronavirus halt to publication uh, style thing where this is being is on this list here from uh, League of Comic Geeks is coming out this week, even though maybe it's not. Um, so who knows? I'm, uh, I'm excited to pick up more of the Vampironica New Blood. <laughs> hopefully issue four comes out and hopefully issue two and three are already out. Could probably look that up. Good. Chris, what are you looking forward to? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to a book coming out from Dark Horse Comics, and this is You Look Like Death, number one. And this is actually the first in a series of spin-off miniseries coming out of the uh, Tales from the Umbrella Academy line, written by Gerard Way, with uh, art by I.N.J. Culbert. I'm not sure who they are. Uh, I haven't seen anything from them before, but this is actually telling a Spin-off tale, and this is a 18-year-old seance getting kicked out of the Umbrella Academy and just telling some of his tales as he's living out on the streets, uh, where it says he goes on a magical high after uh, on a drug lord's stash, who's also a vampire, uh, and Klaus needs help but doesn't have his siblings there to save him. So it sounds like some of that weird, freaky Umbrella Academy stuff that we're not really getting from the show. As crazy as the show is, it is still a little bit more grounded. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the more out there. Yeah, the second season should be coming out too in the comic books. I think so. Yeah, yeah, August sometime. Can't remember the date on it. <clears throat> yeah, that's my pick. I think we've all picked our books, so we have. So that'll take us into a dramatic reading. And now, a dramatic reading from Batman: The Adventure Continues, page two. Panel 3. I will break you! And that... Warm your feathers at the Iceberg Lounge. I know, that's, that's good. You read... <laughs> There's a billboard in the back, and guys. was a dramatic reading that from Batman. Too. The adventure continues. Page 2, panel 3. Hey, guess what? Vampironica, New Blood... Issues two and three are already out, so already. I just added them to Kinda my. Kind of assumed uh, they were. I wish my uh, my cart. So I cracked. Yeah, I didn't even know. I cracked my next beer. I'm not sure if you guys are. Oh yeah, I, I have <clears> mine yet. Uh, um, yeah, so I'm drinking John, from 42 North, another local brewery. Their Illumination Pilsner. This is a crisp, bright Bohemian Pilsner coming in at 5.9. And uh, this is a nice drinking beer. There's nothing super wowing about it, but it also is one of those beers you, when you take that sip, you go, well, it's nice. Well, I, I like it. And um, <coughs> yeah, it's just kind of nice to have a palate cleanser between some beers, um, especially like 
drinking sours or having like those New England IPAs. Sometimes it's nice just to kind of clean the palate with a uh, just a beer that tastes like a beer. Uh, I kind of wish I had gone with a different route, but I mean, same time, I'm glad I'm getting through this one. Uh, also from Oozle Finch, I have their Sugar Sugar, a coffee cake style uh, beer. And this is an imperial stout uh, made with coffee, vanilla, cinnamon, and lactose. And I do get all of those things coming off of it, but there's just something about it that it's just, it's doing all those things, but it's not great. It could be, uh, this was canned on December 18th, 2019, so maybe it's just been sitting around for far too long. Um, or maybe it's just not a great beer on top of it. I don't know. I mean, Das Yummy, I put it a little bit higher score than this one because there's just so many better Imperial coffee stouts out there that have cinnamon and like vanilla with it it's just it's not hitting um i don't know i probably won't finish this one honestly man that's two that you're not it's two but honestly like because i got four beers from them at my beer store today all available and just like the kind of craft your own pack type situation all four of my beers like i only wanted paying i think it was like 16 dollars like so it wasn't super expensive for everything it's a four pack Uh, so i mean i I've spent, yeah, I mean, I've spent more on worse beers, I would say, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just so far not feeling it. Right now, I'm steering clear from this Oozlefinch. Oozlefinch. Yeah, but are you still drinking your uh, Margarita Ghost, or do you got another one? I got another one. I got the, um, that beer that was, that made John go, ooh, 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 uh, a few weeks back, and this is the Founders. Masagave, grapefruit. This is an imperial Goza style, brewed with grapefruit and agave aged in tequila barrels. And this is a good replacement for a tequila. Uh, this is a much richer, deeper, uh, sweeter uh, style like tequila than I would drink. Um, but as a beer, it's great. Uh, it, it definitely has a fullness uh in the mouth, which sounds weird, but you know, it's got a, a full flavor, full mouthfeel. It's it's nice. It's re- it's I wouldn't call it refreshing. I don't get much tart, so I I wouldn't know it was a goza uh, without reading it. I think that tartness kind of goes away, or maybe it's because I thought it was amazingly grapefruit tart. I, no, it's when it's it, very good. I mean, I haven't had it since I, that first four pack right when it came out. And I was. Maybe before coronavirus. I think it was because uh, I remember going out to try to find it, and I haven't. I still haven't been able to. I looked for it today too, and I went to get beer, and nothing. This was packed on four ten twenty. Yeah. So, um, okay, so this is what I thought it was during. amazingly yeah. grapefruit tardy. It's it's good. No, I, I get a nice grapefruit mid palate. It's, it, but it's. I definitely get that agave sweetness throughout plus, it. I mean, so I think it all of their out that tartness. All their so, beers are, are also, blended, you know. So had, there's going to be a change between certain batches too. No, it's definitely worth uh, the price. I definitely do enjoy it. 
if you got a person that's not really into sours but wouldn't mind a little tartness, this would be a great intro for them. Um, a good stepping point. This is a 9.7, so this might be my last beer. I do have one more, just in case, but, but I'm going to sip on this, all depending on how quick we go. Well, good to know, and I'm going to crack open another beer to sip on as we head into our main topic. And for our main topic, like I said up at the front of the show, uh, this is going to be my trivia night. This one is all about nerds who are celebrities and celebrities who are nerds as well. Uh, this is broken down into a few different segments. Uh, they don't have fancy names, so I apologize for that. First one's just all about World of Warcraft. Surprising number of people play World of Warcraft. Out of the millions of people that play worldwide, some of them are going to be celebrities. These questions are all about them. Uh, next one is all about Magic the Gathering. Much smaller subsection of nerds, but a surprising amount of celebrities. <laughs> they like to tap it. Uh, next will be celebrities mm. who have actually written comic books. Fun, fun little fact. Celebrities like comic books. Sometimes they write them. Uh, closing it out will be about celebrity beer nerds, because, you know, that's in our wheelhouse as well. Uh, and then finally, I have the grab bag. Grab bag is just a bunch of other random questions that kind of didn't fit into any of these topics. So That's good. It is what it is. Is it good? <laughs> well, after the first two segments, we'll take a pause so we can uh, talk about our next beers. For me, probably my last one, even though I have another beer <laughs> from this brewery. After this Not one. enjoying this one? I don't want to drink it. This one's better than the other two, but yeah, still not great. But we're not talking about that yet. We are about to get into some trivia. You guys both picked out buzzer sounds. That'll be John, Paul. It's just... <laughs> it's like, it's like a vibrator. Oh, there it is. I hit the wrong one. That's, it's very quiet. You might, you Wait, might want to hold that's... it up a little bit more so it's audible. So. There you go. That's better. All right. Oh, I need to hold it upside down. I'm sorry. I, the speakers are <laughs> down here. That's Paul's. Once again, you hear the foghorn. That'll be Paul buzzing in. You hear Macho Man. <laughs> that'll be John. <coughs> All right, guys. So, about to get started off. Mm. Now, there are hints built into the questions here. Well, good, because Can I, I do not know celebrities' names. Could I describe uh, you, you might be the able to movie get it or what they're the, famous for? The Would that count? I like to think these are all big enough stars that you might be able to get it. If not, uh, I do have. But what side if I don't need the side that I can hint? I know the actor. I can't think of their name, but I can describe like what they're famous for. You will get and then I jump in when I think of the actor's name and I steal the point. <laughs> yes, you can get half credit. We'll say if you do not know their name, but you're able to describe what, who they are. How much of a point do I Fair? get if I get the hint? Half point. Is it... Right. No, I know. But if you give the well, hint... if you get their name, it'll be a full point still. <laughs> None of these are made to be stumpers. Okay. That's why I have hints right, actually yeah. in the questions. Well, let's see a few, and then if we're having a hard time, maybe we'll talk more. All, All right. right. Number one. This actress attended the premiere of the uh, Warcraft movie dressed as her orc shaman and shouted Leroy Jenkins as well as going to BlizzCon dressed as an undead forsaken. 
No word on what she's been for Halloween. <laughs> oh, I, I I hit it, but then I... <laughs> Paul. Zoe Sala- Sadala? That is G- Gamora from... <laughs> no, okay. So after the first yeah. guess, if it's wrong, do you want me to give you guys a hint? I could give you another hint, but it could possibly be a true lie. Uh, I hit hit my button twice. Paul, the the scream queen from uh, the the horror movie with uh, the stabby guy. <laughs> you know, her, she got into it because her son is re- a real big fan. Of World of Warcraft. Yeah. So that's why she started playing the game. Do you know her uh, name? <laughs> she's yeah. she's from the, the yeah. movies with the thing. <laughs> Stabbies. So by John's rules. But what's the Stabby movie? Yeah. That's a half point. <laughs> it's uh, Halloween. Yes. So Jamie be... Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee there, Curtis. Okay, that's her that'll name. be a full point. Uh, there we go. Yes. Uh, like you said, Paul, Jamie Lee Curtis got into World of Warcraft to play with her son, uh, and they both appeared at the. They're characters from the game, not the movie. See, I thought it was awesome. from the movie. The way you from read the it, they weren't actually in yeah. the movie. That's why I went. That's oh, no, why I are, went with these... Zoe Salada or Saladina. Sal- no, Sal- I, got, I, I okay. I should yeah, know I, her last name because she's in all the Marvel movies, and that's why I guessed her first, and then. I'm like, oh, I thought about no, it more. Uh, the stabby and that woman true lies. isn't actually even in the movie. She just appeared at the premiere and was a big enough fan. I was like, no, of course I'm going to dress up as my character. And she uh, goes to uh, Yeah, she goes to BlizzCon Blizz every year, too. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. Buzzers at the ready. This member of the Fellowship doesn't just get lost in Middle Earth, but spends his time in Azeroth as well. Hmm. I don't. I don't know which Johnny, one. Johnny, first. Be. I guess it would be. Uh... Oh yeah. Go ahead and guess. Uh, uh, I, uh... John. Elijah Wood. Hmm. That is incorrect. <laughs> Going over to Paul. Orlando Bloom. Incorrect. Let me read the question one more time. See if you guys can find the hint that's built (laughs) into it. This member of the fellowship doesn't just get lost in Middle Earth. Oh, Paul, I know his name. He was in Lost, and he was also in the the new Rise of Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker movie, dude. Uh, The 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 they say they have. The Doc Ways of the Sith. Doc Sith Science. That guy. <laughs> have a point. If I, I can give Dominic, a half point uh, to Paul. Man. But, John, you know his name? Hey. I will also give you a half a point for for knowing I think that's fair. the rest of it. Is that is that fair for you guys? Mm-hmm. Okay. As a Slytherin, I must win. So I'm ahead. So I agree. As soon as I start losing, I will disagree. Now, side question based off of this. Wait. What other member of the Fellowship did Dominic Monaghan play with? Oh, yeah. John. Elijah Wood. 
Correct. <laughs> he, he got him into it. Uh, also, another fun fact, Elijah Wood's also a big fan of playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, and during the during the quarantine, he put up a thing on his Twitter. It was like, oh, hey, I, I'm a fan of Animal Crossing. If you guys want, send me your island codes. I'll stop by. So there's like video clips and pictures of just people playing Animal Crossing. And then all of a sudden, Eliza Wood, just like Avatar shows up and is like, well, I like your island. Do you mind if I pick some of your berries or whatever you do in that game? I've never played it. Uh, so, yeah, Elijah Wood. Huge nerd. Cool. As well as Dominic Monahan. All right. Buzzers at the ready. And I, I will ask that I get all the way through the question before. You oh, okay. okay. That way, okay. that way, it's fair. This entrepreneurial nerd has probably had some horrible days, but her Warcraft parody series has made her a streaming legend. No mystery or science. Needed. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. That's okay. <laughs> John. Uh, Felicia Day. Correct. Uh, most known for creating the series The Guild. Uh, and then launching her own empire with Geek and Sundry. Yeah. All right. What's happening with Geek and Sundry, by the way? Like, I, I think they're still just, like, just doing like weird, random like side stuff. I think. Um, I think a lot of the main people have Critical left. Role is like one of their like spinoff things. I think it's like part of the family. It's kind of because they focus. they merge with the Nerdist, and then since then it's like I've seen less and less from them, and then. And recently, just this past couple months. I haven't seen much from Nerdist either. Nothing. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm a little bit better about the sphere now. And uh, they got they both got bought out by Legendary Pictures. Oh, wow. So they're actually, the Nerdist was bought out by Legendary. So, I don't know. Well, it's probably because they lost all that money on Warcraft. They weren't able to do any other... Uh, <laughs> that any other that and the last witch hunter. Uh, can I get a half a point by uh, just describing who Felicia Day is? No. She she was in the Sears commercials. She had red hair. Uh, she was, was in Dr. This, Horrible sing-along blog. Well, that was one of the the, the hints. Also, I was going to have a Buffy one in there. but I, uh, I She's in the Weedinverse. <laughs> All right. Buzzers at the ready. Heading into question number four. <laughs> this actress actually has a non-player character named after in the monk class order hall but had to quit playing as it was dominating her life and she wanted to fo- focus more on being a family guy you, you gotta you gotta get better about holding that. i could barely hear it paul okay i don't uh the girl from black swan and also from that 70s show uh <laughs> That that would be correct. Uh, Mila Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis. That's, I need to work my way up to figuring out her name. That's okay. Yeah, Mila Kunis, huge World of Warcraft fan. She actually was interviewed about it uh, in kind of a degrading way on Jimmy Kimmel one night, where he was like, "Oh, I hear you're a big fan of playing video games," and she went off to be like, "Oh yeah, like I got into this raiding guild. You know, we were doing this every night." And he's like, "Oh, so you're playing video games every night?" <laughs> And like, she was definitely like, no, like this is this is awesome. I met a lot of really cool people doing this. Mm-hmm. All right. I wonder if she plays on a Russian like a uh, server or an American server well, because she, she's fluent. She in doesn't. Russian. She do, she does, but she doesn't play anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it was just on like a regular American site because she said she was in a guild previously, but then people started to recognize her voice yeah. and she had to leave it. See, that's why I was like wondering if she played on like a weird guild, like. Russian server, so that way people wouldn't recognize her. So, okay. so next question feeds off of 
Question number four, buzzers at the ready, guys. <clears throat> this actor was such a big fan of World of Warcraft, he got his famous girlfriend from that 70s show to play it with him. So he wouldn't have to play Home Alone. Oh, yeah! John. Ashton Kutcher? Incorrect. <clears throat> Paul? Uh, that would be Macaulay Culkin. Correct, Macaulay Home Culkin. Alone. Uh, a- also, World of Warcraft fan and dated Mila Kunis. Did not know that before I started doing this quiz. Uh, and actually is the reason that she became a huge fan of it, because that's what they would do. They would just sit around and play World of Warcraft all day. <clears throat> all right. This one, I think I think you guys should probably be able to get, because I think this one's kind of common knowledge. Uh, this triple X actor tra- traded his guild for family before making like a tree and leaving. Oh, He's also yeah. a I thought, own giant Dungeons & Dragons fan. Oh, yeah. I will give it to John. It would be uh, Vin Diesel. Correct. Vin Diesel, huge nerd, loved World of Warcraft, loved Dungeons and & Dragons. And for another half point, this, this, this does not have to do with World of Warcraft, but on the set of Chronicles of Riddick, he played Dungeons & Dragons with one of his co-stars. This co-star was actually the Dungeon Master. Who was it? Oh, yeah! John? Um, she's a older British actor, has the short hair. I will give, I will give this to uh, you. I cannot think of her name. I, all, all that keeps popping in is J- Dame Judi Dench, but it's not Oh, yep. oh Okay, yeah. D- Dame Judi Dench actually played Dungeons & Dragons with Vin Diesel on the sets of Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, because she was already familiar with the game, because she played it with her grandkids. <laughs> Weird. That? Weird. The things that celebrities do while on set boggles the mind. Did guys. you know that, Paul? No. Uh, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you picked up that one because I thought that was going to be kind of like a stumper because I honestly forgot that Dame Judy Finch was in Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> I want to know. All right. So I was going to guess Joe Maglioni. Oh, he's a huge nerd. I love that dude, though. Yeah. He has his own uh, clothing line. Death Saves. Oh, actually, their shirts are really cool. They're just like, it's one of those lifestyle brands where it's like, oh, this t-shirt's $45. And it's like, that's a cool shirt, but you cannot spend $45 for it. Have you seen his basement where he plays D&D? <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the Gary Gygax uh, Memorial. It's called like the Gary Gygax something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's... He's a cool dude. I like him. Even though he played Flash in the original Spider-Man and is a complete dick. But he also played Sladen for no reason. Deathstroke. Yeah. Yep. And well, until we get the Snyder Cut. Maybe. Who knows? I That Snyder Cut boggles the mind, guys. But we're heading He's into gonna the He's going to be in question. the sequel to A League of Their Own. Oh, final question for a World of Warcraft segment. Buzzer's ready. This late actor is known for really getting into games. He named his daughter after a game character and has been immortalized in World of Warcraft as an NPC. John. Robin Williams. Yeah, but he didn't wait until the end of the question. He buzzed in first. Yeah, I buzzed Ah, in first. Good Good on you, John. All right. Well, so that'll be a point for John. Half point follow-up question. What is his daughter's name? I actually heard Paul first that time. 
Zelda. Correct. He named his daughter Zelda after Legend of Zelda. All right. So, end of our first round, we are sitting with Paul at three points. John, you are at four and a half. All right. So not bad. Because you're too quick with that buzzer. It's, you're buzzing it really before the answer. answer. Also, Paul, you got you to gotta keep that buzzer up high so I can hear it. Yeah, Paul, if you notice, my phone is right next to the microphone. Yeah. Well, you guys, my microphone's off screen, but... He's, he's on here. camera. He can steal his secrets. Is that one better? No, I, no, I like your tugboat no, noise. Didn't. Okay. See, you, you might be having the problem that I was having with the John's trivia, where, like, after I hit the button, it takes, like, a second for the sound to actually start. Well, that's why I picked, you know, this... Soundboard because I went through two other ones. Gotcha. The same soundboard as I used before, just a different sound. So well, that's okay. All right. All right, start off grab bag question. This is just going to be throwing out there. This tennis star became a fan of Avatar: The Last Airbender while healing from a knee injury, and went on to then guest star in an episode as well as the sequel series Legend of Korra. Tennis star, huh? Paul. Uh, Federer. Incorrect. John Chance to Steal. Uh, John McEnroe. Incorrect. I'll give you guys a hint. I don't know any tennis players. I'll give you a, a really big hint then. One of the Williams sisters. Oh, Serena. Paul? Serena Williams. Yes. John, you didn't buzz in. I thought it was you just, uh, just throwing it out there. I didn't know we needed to buzz in. No, you always, always buzz in. Well, now what? Uh, no, Serena Williams. She injured her knee while playing tennis and got stuck at home. And it's actually while Avatar The Last Airbender was airing. And she was like, I really like this show. And wound up getting a guest starring role on it um, in one of the episodes. Oh, gosh. I'm, I don't have this information in front of me. Uh, but she <laughs> plays a prison guard. I want to say it's uh, in, like, the Black Sun episode. I don't remember. Anyways, we're going to head into our next segment, which is going to be all about Magic the Gathering. Can, now, can I ask a question? You can. Paul, what's the other uh, Williams sister's name? It's Serena and... Uh, There's no points given for this, <laughs> by the way. Not a sanctioned question. Well, Serena has a brand called Anaris because it's Serena backwards. And but I I'm blanking on this uh, of the other right. Serena. I, I was Williams just wondering if sister if if you did buzz in if you would have guessed <laughs> which, which sister <laughs> you would have guessed because I don't know the other sister's name either. Venus. Oh, Venus. It was <coughs> all right. So next segment all about Magic the Gathering, but much like the first segment, this is about the celebrities that play Magic the Gathering. So there's not going to be any actual card or rules knowledge needed in this. Um, hints also built into the questions, so make sure you're paying attention. Listen to the full question before buzzing in. Buzzers at the ready. Yeah. I'm going to clear my throat again. A little congested. <clears throat> Blame those crummy beers. All right. Next question, guys. Buzzers at the ready. ready. This actor has lended his voice to numerous animated features over the years. And if that doesn't work out, he'll always have his sci-fi career to fall back on so it's not a complete wash. <laughs> yeah. Paul. Uh, Alec Tudyk. 
Alan Tudyk. Correct. Alan Tudyk. Uh, loves playing Magic the Gathering. Also started uh, to teach his <clears throat> co-stars on the set of Serenity how to play. So Nathan, uh, Nathan Fillion was learning how to play <clears throat> Magic from Alan Tudyk. Uh, Alan Tudyk later went on to appear on one of the Day 9 episodes of Geek & Sundry's Spellslingers website. Uh, Day 9, also known as Felicia Day's brother. Geek & Sundry. See, guys, it all kind of folds back in on itself. He's, he's Felicia Day's brother? Yeah, that's why his name is Day 9. <laughs> Paul just put two and two together there. Nope. Yeah, the moment no, right. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Okay, Day, yeah. Felicia but like, if you look up videos of someone, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a, like, the familial resemblance there. Because she had the <clears throat> co-op show where she also played video games, I guess, with her other brother. Her other brother. You know, they co- played uh, co-op video games. I never watched that one. It wasn't that great. It was okay. <laughs> it wasn't that great. Yeah, All right, guys. I-, I liked it because they bickered during Next it. Next question. It Buzzers at the ready. Not only is this DC Universe star a legend for playing World of Warcraft... He's also an MTG fan that voices the planeswalker Ral Zarek in Magic the Gathering. John. Uh, Henry Cavill. No, that is not correct. Paul. The guy that plays the Atom on Legends of Tomorrow. He played Superman before that in the, you know, one with... uh, That is correct. I will give it to Paul. John, do you know his name for a half Brandon Roth. Yes, correct. Yeah, Brandon Roth. uh, That one was. What's unfair is that I get a half point, and then John just steals, like, oh, I know the actor's name. So then he's only getting a half point. So I don't get. He gives me half point. I don't get a full point. I get a half point. Yeah, but I only get a half point. You don't know his name. So therefore, I should just shut up and not give an answer at all. And it would work out to be the exact same amount of points given there, Dumbledore. That half point can work in your favor. <laughs> no, because but, no. John also gets a half point, so I don't... So there's no... But the thing is, John... John's buzzing in as you're like, ah, the guy, he's on the thing. Yes, yeah, I can't... not as quick on it. So I should just shut... If I don't say anything at all, John wouldn't get the answer at all. And I, and, and I want to get Possibly. a point, so therefore, there would be no... Okay, so I'm going to try that from now on. If I if I know the person, but I don't know the person's name, I'm not going to give an answer. Uh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> that, w- that was meant to be a little bit of a disruptor, because everyone knows that Henry Cavill's big World of Warcraft fan uh, almost didn't pick up the call from his agent about the role, because he was too busy raiding. Uh, but yeah... <clears throat> Brandon Routh, also a fan of World of Warcraft, and voices Ral Zarek, the Planeswalker. So if you're playing Magic the Gathering Arena and you throw a Ral down on the field, uh, the voice that you're hearing is actually the Admiral. All right. Buzzers at the ready. This one's a pretty easy one. Uh, known for all things nerdy, this actor is a known crusher when it comes to not only Magic the Gathering, but most board games. I know it. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> I don't know the guy's name. Oh, I got it. I got uh, it. He plays. Yeah, but did John buzz in first? I thought I buzzed in first. Uh, okay. Who did he call? You him? did. But then you're like, I don't know. I, oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, totally then I said, I, I know it. I got it. But do you, okay, Paul, if you know it, go for it. Will Wheaton. Yes, Will Wheaton. Crusher. I did. I'm like, I don't. 
I knew I didn't know the guy's name, and I'm like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I thought I, I thought right. I totally. And then then the name popped up. That. I buzzed in first, and then said, right, "But I don't." Final, know. final okay. question in the Magic the Gathering section. You might think it's a dream, but this actor lists never owning the card Time Walk to his list of ten things that he hates. You might think it's a dream, but this actor. List never owning the card Time Walk, the list of ten things he hates. I I, I know the act. I just don't know the person's name, and I'm not going to start saying it because <laughs> I'm going to write down. <laughs> well, if nobody answers, then it just goes into nowhere, right? You get, it goes into nowhere. It, yeah, I'm going to have it go into nowhere, and then I'm going to prove I know this person. Well, is there a hint? He was also on Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, it's... You can buzz it. If you know it, you can buzz in. Oh. Um, Go ahead, John. What's his name? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Paul walk through this. Uh, he was in uh, Third Rock from the... 500 Days of Summer. Was, I just said in, that, He was yes. in Third Rock from the Sun. Five, 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, I know. Do you know his name? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played a no. young Bruce Willis... In that time travel movie, he was Robin. Oh, what is his name? In he was in that Santa movie with uh, Seth Rogen. He's got I like you're all like you're, you're acting all mad at me. Fifty fifty. Yeah, you know the yeah you don't know the actor's name. Yeah, I don't, but I know who I do. Who we were talking about before the Joseph hint. Gordon I wrote it down. Levitt. Yes, that's it. That's it. Paul, you could have gone. You yeah, I would have gotten a half point, and then John would have gotten a half point, and there. But, so I'm, but John so I'm playing a, defense. But John got a full. So point now John, John got a half after point. talking okay. through everything. So if I don't, then John could get the half point, and I would still, you still get okay. a point. So you got I have to now. Play I got double. I'm double, yeah. boys. Yeah, I got two. Yeah, I, got I got two. So, so for that round, John got one and a half points. Paul still came out ahead with three and a half. See, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew stuff, but yeah, I knew so, stuff, but I don't know their names. So currently, Paul's well, he's in the lead, sitting at six and a half. John, you are at five. You are at six. Hmm. So Paul has a half point lead. You could have been a full uh, point. I just you could have been a full I could have been a full point. No, it, well, yeah, because I <laughs> your own logic working against you. It's I, I'm playing defense when I buzz in and not knowing the answer to keep you from getting. The I know, whole but point, Paul, that basically. that last okay. one, like it was you putting everything out there and kept saying stuff that <laughs> got me to the point because I was at the <laughs> same point. I couldn't think of his name. So before we head into the next uh, segment, which we're going to be talking about our next spears, got another grab bag question for you guys. This one's a little bit out there. I had a do a little bit more research after I saw this fact to confirm it. Uh, but this religious head honcho loved the writings of J.R.R. Tolkien and has uh, equated the journeys of Bilbo and Frodo to those of biblical heroes. This church head honcho? Religious head honcho. Paul. The Pope. <laughs> the... 
Yes, Pope Francis is a J.R.R. Tolkien fan and has used the writings of Tolkien in his sermons before he became the Pope. I think that should be a half point. <laughs> no, his name's the Pope. He, he is the Pope. He's the Pope. Yeah. That's full point. That's the other reason uh, I didn't buzz in because I didn't know his name. Uh. It's like you well, can also say the Dalai Lama. I don't know the Dalai Lama's name, but I know who he is. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I want to talk about my next beer because I've been kind of kind of striking out, and it's taken me drinking half of this to get into it. Uh, again, this is an Oozle. Gosh, it's really hard to say. Oozle Finch beer, uh, and this is their flannel beef. Oozle Finch flannel thief. Oozle Finch flannel thief. Uh, this is their Hazy India Pale Ale. Um, of the three beers that I've had from them, this is probably the best. I haven't checked into it on Untap yet. Um, I was just kind of using this as a palate cleanser after the previous uh, coffee stout. I wasn't too big on it up front, but right now like I've drank enough of it that I'm kind of getting a little bit more into it. I don't think I could put this anywhere over like a 3.0. It's not a great IPA, but it's a decent, hazy, kind of like malt-forward IPA. It's got that grassiness on it that I think other breweries and beers handle better, but it's not bad. I, I'm i willing to put this one in the in the plus column for him. It, it's, it's good enough that I'm like, okay, well, maybe I will try the fourth beer that I picked up. Hey, at least he got into it because before you were like, oh, uh, it was yeah. third strike. I think John, you were uh, taking a pause at that point, but I was like, no, like this this brewery is just not good. Uh, this this might be like my go to from them if I had to pick one. Uh, and Paul, what are you drinking? Because you looked so confused by it. Well, I'm drinking the uh, limited edition. I've been working at a not so fine grocer in our local area, and they don't carry the best or freshest beers. Uh, but I saw this on the shelf, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I got to pick it up uh, just for just for the podcast. And this is a Sarah Nevada limited edition 40th anniversary ale, or hoppy anniversary ale. And uh, this is just, and I was took a sip of it, and I'm like, ooh, that's malty, and you know, but a good hop flavor on the back end. I'm like, is this a black IPA? No, it's just been on the shelf since December yeah, 3rd. That's gonna say. Uh. But no, it's still it's still a delicious beer. It's still got a nice hop forward flavor, you know. Still got a nice that uh, piney kind of hops is still in there. Uh, it is malt forward, but you know it has that nice hop linger, and it's not like overly aggressively hop like uh, how we all hated Celebration when we first had it, and that's what's kind of steered us steered me away at least from Sierra Nevada from then on. Uh, but every once in a while, like you know, I want that you know west coast big pine resin you know uh going out to the out a christmas tree and getting stuck you know with all that resin on my arm and just smelling that for the rest of the day um kind of beer and this this isn't really scratching that itch but it's scratch adjacent you know it's uh what's what's less than a scratch like a mild massage yeah like a brushing uh, yeah, small brushing uh, uh, of that one. It's good. Um, 
it was less money than a than a six pack of hamburger. Hmm. So I that's a beer I would rather have than this, though. Like that's. I, I'm not. I don't feel like I threw my money away on it. I am enjoying it. Do I wish it was fresher? Yes. Do I think that I might be missing out on something? Yes. But it's delivering what I kind of <clears throat> wanted from a West Coasty style hop forward ale, anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, and I'm having from uh, Forty Two North. There goes to show. This is a peach mango. <clears throat> goes and uh, you can see that it Ooh, looks like orange uh, juice it tastes like they just pureed peaches and mangoes and poured it in and i just poured it into a glass like it's not overly tart it legit just tastes like peaches and mango pureed uh it's absolutely delicious it's also only five days old uh you cannot you can't see through it. Like, it's just... No, you can't see it. Mine's, <clears throat> ooh, that's, a, that's pretty hazy. Yeah, here's his... Uh, it's just absolutely delicious. And um, I when I got this in, I texted Paul because he asked for it last week. And I was like, no, sorry. And then uh, it came in this week. And, um, yeah. And, again, it's only 5.5%, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but I... I remember how good this beer was, but having had it now, I had forgotten how good it was because it's just absolutely delicious. Yeah, uh, if I'm out someplace and it ha- I happen to come across it, I will. I just don't like making extra trips now that cause me, you know, especially if I can yeah. buy beer where I'm at already. You know, so it seems... It seems ridiculous for me to go out and then buy, you know, make a special trip yeah. right now. To buy, my you know, my mommy can't. is coming to see me on Sunday. Do you want me to send her home with a four pack to drop off at your house? No, because then I would have to. See you. <laughs> uh, Smart. That's the correct answer. Point to Paul. Uh, you don't have no. <laughs> Paul's at seven and a half. No. You, don't, you don't have to open the door. <laughs> She doesn't know you're home. I'll just say, hey, just leave it on his porch. <laughs> True. I park in Paul the garage. And his wife are out. Can you just leave it on the front porch? That's all right, bud. <laughs> uh, if I'm out someplace, you know, hey. I'm, it's not like I'm working all that far from home. I've had it before. It is really yeah, you good. You gave Chris's mom a four pack of it. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. she appreciated that. So. So it's an, I, I understand what I'm missing out on it, but do I feel bad about missing out? Right now, through a really good friend of mine, uh, John, I was able to stack my beer fridge pretty full. So do I need to spend even more money on beer right now? No. You know, it's one of those things as well. So Ease, price, uh, amount of storage, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tie into a buying sure. decision. Oh, yeah. All right. You guys ready to get back into it? I think that's what Macho Man was saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this next segment is a little bit different from the previous ones because this one's actually going to be multiple choice. Uh, and this is celebrities who have written comic books. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read you the description as solicited 
by the publisher of these books. And then I'm going to provide you with three choices of who you think wrote it. Again, first to buzz in gets the gets the chance to answer. If I if if and we then, know <clears throat> the answer before you read the multiple choice answers, can we buzz in? I will ask that you please wait for me to finish the question and then provide the um, the choice choices. Just just so it's fair. Okay. Paul. But if you're aware if you're aware and you know, <laughs> I mean maybe maybe vulture that buzz in button a little bit. Is more. it always three? Yes, I will always have three okay. choices for you to pick from. All right. So if we come to one that you guys don't know, someone is able to venture a guess. And if they're incorrect, the next player does have a choice to steal it with a again 50, a fifty fifty chance. chance of being correct. Um, if you're not able to get it on that 50-50, the question's a wash. It goes, it goes away. Okay. Clear? Yeah. So, again, like I said, I will read the solicitation from the publisher, and then I'll provide you with the three choices. After the third choice has been read, then you may buzz in. So this one will take a little bit longer just because I have to click between different tabs. Hmm. So I apologize in advance. It's tabby. And now I have He's tabbing it. Now I have a little bit of a hip up. Hey, Paul. Hey, good luck, John. buddy. Oh, good luck, John. What, what sportsmanship? I think there's, I think there's a little bit of venom behind it. <laughs> so our first, no, that was legit. That was legit. That was sincere. Oh, you sweet summer child. Paul, Paul and I play. All Paul right. and I play board games together all the time, and I we've never. I've I never play Out for Blood. You never do. No. Not not on board games. Actually, but. When it's just <laughs> but when it comes to bag board pub trivia, I will. Not but when it's out for the world to see, meaning nobody that downloads ever, I will say this: like Paul's usually pretty good, especially when it's a brand new game, and he'll like really go over. And when you start playing, he'll talk through his moves and stuff. But he had this game that he really likes playing that he's played many times before: Viticulture. It's called Viticulture, which now Kate is playing, and uh, it's great. Every this is a game that Paul didn't say so anything good. and smoked us through playing it. Like, he just, like, boom, mm-hmm. I'm doing this. Boom, I'm doing this. I built this. Boom, all this wine's mine. Boom, boom, boom. How you guys doing? I won the game. It's over. <laughs> and it just was one of those things where I was like, I, mm, I like the game. Now that I know how to play the game, Paul probably wouldn't have such an easy time to steamroll us. But, uh Yeah. I believe I said, hey, these are a couple of strategies that we go through. But do you guys want to you guys want me to talk more through it? And you were both like, no, no. Uh, no. And plus, telling us strategies before we even know how to play the game doesn't help. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, early game money's going to be tight. So it's going to be important <laughs> to get money. But by the end of the game, you won't need to get. Well, now I'm going to do the strategies <laughs> of the game. And nobody's played this game other than you and me, John, so it doesn't make any sense to anybody. No. All right. Chris, are you ready? All right. All right. I am hey, ready. Hey, Chris. Hey. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. It was better on that one, too, but all right. <laughs> all right. So our first book. Hey, I have to say, all your hints have been really good because, like, I have not known the answer. And but then you- you're like, yeah, lost. And you're like, oh, that dude. <laughs> and then you're like, the dream. Oh, dream, because he was going to play... Uh, the, the, he was going to be in the the movie. That was actually a uh, hint for Inception. Yeah, it was Inception. Oh, Inception! I thought it was. Paul loses half of a point. <laughs> the game's. <laughs> All right. 
Ah, oh, Dumbledore over Dumbledore. here. 50 points of good for me. Um, all right, so our first book actually is coming out from Marvel Comics, and this is Spider-Man, The Short Halloween from 2009. Two stars of Saturday Night Live make their Marvel writing debut with an all-new story set right in the bustling, hot dog juice-covered streets of New York City. Halloween is coming early this year as a lady is knocked out during a Greenwich Village, Greenwich Village costume parade, and an intoxicated reveler in a Spidey costume takes his place. Written by A. Bill Hader, B. Pete Davidson, C. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah! Ooh, that was a close one. I think Paul. I totally had that. Bill Hader. You can see my you finger. Can see my... Bill Hader. Bill Hader, that is correct. Uh, Spider Man. I'm pretty so sure I had that. Paul's going to edit it, so I totally didn't, the, but... <laughs> the first thing I heard was... Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> 14, 41. All right. Well, while you're writing that one, our next celebrity was writing a book at... Uh, this is when you hear John X. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Ready. Next book coming out from Boom Studios is Cold Space. When an on-the-run outlaw crash lands on a hostile planet on the brink of civil war, he finds himself caught in the crossfire between two warring factions. But in chaos lies opportunity, because where there's war, there's money to be made. A hard-boiled sci-fi action adventure written by A. Vin Diesel, B. Samuel L. Jackson, C. Henry Cavill. John. I'm going to say B. Correct. Sam Jackson wrote Cold Space. Sorry. I I didn't know I needed to say all of it. I just. No, that's okay. I mean, as long as you're able to say like, oh, that, that's fine. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't know I had to say everything. I just uh, thought. No, you don't have to, but you can just give the. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to keep my phone awake. I and I, I I'm constantly just going up and down in my, like this. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But every once in a while, I miss. Ooh, you s- <laughs> all right, sexy over there. It's, it's called that was called Sasa oh, yeah. Google. Paul shared somebody his all right. in the 1920s. Ready for the next one? Yep. Coming out from Oni Press is Frenemy of the State. Ariana von Holmberg is an heiress with a secret, but what she's hiding isn't a sex tape, sex tape or drug addiction or an affair with a professional golfer. It's a new career as a CIA operative. What better cover for an agent than a globetrotting, career, carefree femme with a penchant for flights of fancy? Written by A. Aubrey Plaza. B. Amy Poehler. C. Rashida Jones. Paul. Aubrey Plaza? That is incorrect. Ooh. John, steal. John. I'm say C. Correct. Rashida Jones. I got oh, it. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I keep shouting. Oh, he's just, he's just excited. excited. Well, he's just super he's quiz, excited. He's Paul keeps, nights. I, I swear I'm hitting the button before him, and he's they keep saying that he's got it. It's bullshit. <laughs> I'm and he edit he edits right here the show, so, so he's going to sound like I lost. <laughs> well, Wait, you want to edit this? One? Everyone, I'm not just like bizarrely talking. My wife's here. 
But she told me to keep it quiet. All right. That's okay, because our next book is in Elseworlds from DC Comics. And this is Superman, True Brit. In a new twist on The Legend of Superman, the future superhero is raised in a small English town by adoptive parents who teach him to hide his powers, but his job as a tabloid reporter may be in jeopardy unless he chooses to go public. This is written by A. Eric Idle, B. John Cleese, C. Terry Gilliam. Hmm. Oh. I'm going to guess Terry Gilliam. That is incorrect. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. John, 50-50 chance. John. I'm going to say A, Eric Idle. That is incorrect. Uh, Superman, True Brit, written by John Cleese. Uh, and this was a Elseworlds uh, from 2004. <clears throat> Never read it, but hey, could be fun. John Cleese. Yeah, it's John Cleese. All right. Next one, also coming out from DC Comic Books. Uh, <clears throat> we have JLA, Welcome to the Working Week, from 2003. Uh, how does the JLA act behind closed doors? You're about to find out. When Marlos Randone stows away on the JLA watchtower, he relies on his notebook and disposable camera to document the petty squabbles and inside decisions made by the members of the JLA. Written by A. Kevin James B. Ray Romano C. Patton Oswalt <laughs> Yeah. I, I heard Macho Man a few times in that. That'd be Patton Oswald. That would be C, Patton Oswald. Uh, was it C? Yes, it was. It was C. I like you started reading it, and Paul and I both like looked at each other in through the camera like, oh, we all read this. Yeah, I, I didn't know like, this book. I didn't know who else had read it. <laughs> it was all like, who's going to buzz in first? And don't worry, I buzzed in first. I don't, you heard it, listeners. I don't think anybody read this next book. Mm. So My wife keeps turning the lights out on me. I'm in the dark now. Yeah, but she did bring me a bowl of goldfish. Super dark. Hey, there you go. All right. Next book and our final one for this segment is coming out from IDW. <clears throat> in this exciting new horror anthology in the vein of Twilight Zone and Outer Limits, Creator has enlisted two-time... Wizard Award-winning writer Scott Lodell to help tell pulse-pounding, fear-inducing stories about a haunted music box and those it possesses. Written by Jennifer Love Hewitt, Rachel Lee Cook, Natalie Portman. Mm. You want to take a guess first so I can get a 50-50 <laughs> shot at it, John? Uh, yeah. Here. Mm, yeah. I'm going to say... John. C. C. Natalie Portman. That is incorrect. Who was A again? Uh, we have A, Jennifer Love Hewitt, B, Rachel Lee Cook. Go ahead, Paul. You can go with Jennifer Love Hewitt. That is correct. Uh, the actual full title of this book is Jennifer Love Hewitt's Music Box. Uh, only three issues of it ever came out. They're available for $1.99 each on Comixology. No interest in checking them out. Six bucks. Yeah. Don't need to. Scaladell's a decent writer, though. But that'll be uh, after that segment. Uh, John earned three points. Paul, you had two, but you also got the bonus point for the previous one. So you also have an extra three points now. So we're still almost tied. Paul with nine and a half points. John with nine. So yeah, it's all going to come down to this one. Because next up, Celebrity Beer Nerds. Mm. Uh, 
not necessarily celebrities that like beer, but this is all celebrities who have had a hand in the brewing process. So they all have a signature beer available to oh. them. I will start off by saying one of these is not going to be the Kelsey Grammer <laughs> beer that we had. Because I thought about it just because it's hilarious. I forget what that beer was called, but that is not one of them. That is going to be one of your big hints for this. And again, hints will be in the questions. So buzzers at the ready, boys. All well-written questions. Mm-hmm. I have to say. And this one, again, I will allow for half points. There will be no half point stealing. If you're able to at least describe them, because some of these might be some deep cuts for you guys. Um, so, just just a heads up. Uh, four questions in this part. Mm. All right? Fingers on All the right. buzzer. This music group started their own beer company, and their signature beer, Mm Hops, sits at a 79% on beer advertising. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul. The Hansons. Hanson Brothers. Mm Hops. I've actually tried this beer. It's always available at the Epcot... Uh, Flower and Garden Fest. Oh, yeah. It's not bad. It's actually a decent drinkable IPA. I don't hate it. All right. Next question. This stout from Stone, named Woot Stout, is a collaboration with this all-around nerd known for everything geek. Oh, yeah. Paul. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Woot Stout. I have not seen this. We've had it in the past. Uh, have okay. we? okay. So it sounds pretty decent. So there's two more questions. Okay. Two more questions. Next one up. This 80s metal band uh, teamed up with Stone Brewing to make Enter Night, which despite its yeah. name, is a Pilsner. Yeah. I think, John, did you hit it I twice? I hit it twice, but Paul, I, I okay. did it while you were still asking the question, so give it to Paul. I'm guessing Metallica. That would be Metallica. John, get your phone up a little bit more because it was it was kind of quiet. I'm too. like right next to it. I don't think you were. I think you had it down. Check the tape. <laughs> Check the tape. Oh. <clears throat> All right, final one. This one probably be a little bit easier because I think we've actually had this on the show too. The Trooper isn't just a song from this long-living metal band. This ESB comes from Robinson Brewing in England. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Iron Maiden beer. That would be Iron Maiden, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do the All Stone right. Cold beer. I thought about it. Uh, I actually just watched his Hot Ones the other day, too. Hmm. But after that one... Uh, Paul's got it. Quick round. Was that? Paul's got it. You won. You got all three. You got three out of four questions. Yeah. So, well, John, you're at 10 points. Uh, Paul, you're going to be at 12 and a half. Now, I do have the rest of the grab bag questions, but these ones do not mm-hmm. actually count for points. Oh. I will say that. All right. These are just for fun. And just I fun, I yeah. hope you I hope you understand why. So again, the rest of this section called Grab Bag. Mm. Grab bag. This pop star tried to buy Marvel Comics when Oops, the company I... went bankrupt in the nineteen nineties in order to produce and then star in Spider Man. Paul? Uh, That's Michael Jackson. That would be Michael Jackson. Yeah, when Marvel Comics went bankrupt, uh, he had a meeting with Marvel and Stanley Media to try to buy the company. His main goal was to produce uh, 
Spider-Man so he could star as Peter Parker. That did not happen. Thank God. That'd be Next weird. question. This chart-topping singer auditioned for the role of Professor X for the original X-Men movie, but lost out when the producers decided to go a different way. I was still thinking about <laughs> Michael Jackson being Spider-Man. I missed... Yeah, me too, I totally didn't hear the beginning. <laughs> All right. This chart-topping singer auditioned for Professor X for the original X-Men movie, but lost out when the producers decided to go a different way. Paul? Seal? That is incorrect. I only went because he's bald. Hmm. I feel like a different chart way. Topping. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Gerard Way? St- stricken from the record. Next question. Well, who is it? Ooh, we don't Come get on. to know the answer? Next question. This wow, child star might, never wanted back. to grow up, leading them to work with Disney on one of the most expensive films ever made. Child star never wanted to grow up. Disney's most expensive film. Uh, John Carter from Mars was a really expensive film. And Paul's always <laughs> talking through things. <laughs> yeah. But that might just because they talk about how expensive it was because it was a flop at theaters. Um, child, but who was a child star? He was in Friday Night Lights, but he wasn't like a child star. Um, you guys have five Peter seconds. Pan. Five, Peter Pan never wants to grow four, up. So who is Peter Pan? Three, um, two, one. Ne- next question. Ah, uh, I was going to say JTP. After- after collaborating with George Lucas previously, this actor originally wanted to play Jar Jar Binks as a prosthetic-covered alien, not the CGI form we eventually got with Ahmed Best. Oh, so not Ahmed Best. <laughs> so not Ahmed Best. <laughs> hmm. This collab... Can you repeat the first part? This collab... After collaborating with George Lucas previously... This actor originally wanted to play Jar Jar Binks as a prosthetic-covered alien, not the CGI form we've got with Ahmed Best. Okay, so which actor collabed with George? Oh, yeah! Short round? That is incorrect. Next question. Oh, I have a guess. Next question. This actor turned sci-fi fan was brought to tears by the ending of Men in Black, then called the producer asking to replace Will Smith in the sequel. They were instead given a cameo. Ooh. Brought to tears by Men in Black? This actor, turned sci-fi fan, was brought to tears by the ending of Men in Black, called the producer asking to replace Will Smith in the sequel. They were instead given a cameo. I have, I have next question, right? Like I John? got nothing. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Raven Simone. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Close. <laughs> not, not really. Just wanted to make you like <laughs> next question. This musician recorded an entire soundtrack for Tim Burton's 2005 Willy Wonka movie, but walked away from the uh, any involvement with the film after the studio uh, decided to cast them. Sorry, decided not to cast them in the lead role. Paul. 
Trent Reznor. Incorrect. <laughs> oh. Final question, guys. <clears throat> kind of spins off the last one. I, I get jo- Trent Reznor just because he was doing a bunch of like soundtracks for movies, like social media and stuff like that during the time. Final question. Kind of, kind of surprised. You guys will get it once we get to the end here. Johnny Depp refuses that his portrayal of Willy Wonka in the 2005 movie was based off of this King of Pop. Paul, uh, that's Michael Jackson again. That is Michael Jackson again. Do you get the point now? They're all all these questions were, Michael, were Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah, Michael Jackson. Oh, grab bag. Grab bag. Uh, Michael Jackson originally tried to buy Marvel Comics so he could own and then portray Spider-Man in the movie. He also wanted to play Professor X in the movie. Actually auditioned for the role, but for some reason they decided not to go with him. Uh, This child star never wanted to grow up. He often associated himself with Peter Pan. uh, Never wanted to grow up. Uh, And then teamed up with Disney for one of the most expensive movies ever made. Captain EO cost $30 million a minute. In that 17-minute movie. Whoa. Uh, movie. Next question. Next question feeds off of that one. After collaborating with George Lucas previously. On Captain EO. Had worked mm-hmm. with, on Captain EO. Uh, after he found out about Jar Jar Binks, he actually wanted to play that part. Uh, and it was his idea. Like, no, you know, you put me in prosthetics. I've already done a movie with you. That's very special effects heavy. Uh George Lucas decided not to cast him in that role and uh, introduced Ahmed Best and Natalie Portman to Michael Jackson at a concert one day when they were backstage. And he introduced Ahmed Best by saying, this is Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) Introducing basically the person that beat him out for the role. That was a story that Ahmed Best told in an interview about the time that he got to meet Michael Jackson. It's kind of a low blow on uh, Lucas's part. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the next question, uh, this actor turned sci-fi fan was brought to tears by the ending of Men in Black and called his producer asking to replace Will Smith. After he saw Men in Black, Michael Jackson called the producer of the movie and was just heartbroken over what happened. And the producer, I can't remember his name. I don't have that note in front of me. was like, it was a comedy, (laughs) uh, but he wanted to replace Will Smith. But instead, he was like, you know what, we'll, we'll put you in the next one. So Michael Jackson does appear at MIB headquarters as one of their field agents. Uh, and then, not finally, because there was another question that Paul actually got. Uh, but when he found out that Tim Burton was doing a remake of uh, Roald Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Michael Jackson wrote an entire soundtrack for the film. And gave it to the filmmakers. It was like, hey, here, look, I, I did all of this for you guys. Isn't it great? You want to use it? Make me Willy Wonka. And when they refused to do that, he was like, well, nope, if you're not putting me in the movie, you can't use any of these songs. Taking my ball, going home. Uh, and then subsequently, Johnny Depp, who did get the role, based a lot of that performance off of Michael Jackson, but will not admit to the fact that that was kind of his, uh, his viewpoint for it. Hey, all I have to uh, say to that is this emoji way to go with that trivia, Chris. That's, that was some work. 
That's a heart emoji. That's ten heart emojis right in a row for you because that was amazing. Thank you. I, I tried to find some Very fun, well not like two common knowledge questions, and that's why uh, Henry Cavill only made that appearance as one of the choices for uh, the common. Yeah. And Kurt Schilling did not make the list either. No, I thought about Probably it. One of the, again, one of the most famous World of Warcraft players. I didn't. I didn't think that one would be uh, one that someone would be able to pick up on. But did you see Kingdom? Well, you would probably get it, but not John. I want. King, to, I want Kingdom to of Anvil. Like yeah, yeah, Kingdom of Anvil. But they're also getting a, like a re-release, which is weird because it basically bankrupt the whole town. Yeah. in Massachusetts, because he opened up the studio there, said he, he got all these tax breaks. Thing that he was going to hire all these people. Kurt Schilling was a baseball years, player. Then, no, I know, I know, I know. Because Paul Paul's talked about this guy a lot before. The bloody sock. Yeah, the bloody sock. Uh, but yeah, I almost did a sports ball related one, just like celebrities who were nerds, and that's where the Serena Williams question kind of stemmed from. <laughs> but ultimately, I couldn't find any other these ones besides Kurt Schilling. But I was like, oh, that's. Paul, Paul will know that. I don't know if chocolate. But yeah, that was it. It's fun writing trivia questions. I'll give you that. I Now I know why John's so upset we're not doing his sooner. Yeah, it's, so, it's so much fun. Yeah, mine. It's fun. My, my trivia quiz is not as well written. <laughs> uh, so I have a celebrity beer question for you, Chris and Paul. Uh, no, you said okay, just for me. Because he did the thing. Oh, I don't have um, I don't have my soundboard anymore. Paul, I believe it. Paul's getting ready to dig in. Uh, uh-huh. This comedic actor, I'm trying to pose this like Chris would his questions. This comedic actor would drive yeah. all around his community to find this Russian river beer. The beer is Pliny the Elder, but um. Oh. I'm gonna because I don't have a soundboard. Crit, uh, Chris. Thumbs up to ding in. Um, would it be Joe yeah. McHale? Really? Yeah, he did a news thing where uh, this uh, reporter uh, got in his car and they drove all around trying to find Pliny the Younger. Um, he went to all his beer shops and he'd like he'd walk out with like three or four bottles. Then they drive to another place and he'd do that because he's a huge uh, craft beer fan. Good to know. I I really like Joel McHale. I mean, he's kind of divisive. People hate him, but I don't know. His his brand of comedy, like, he's the only comedian like that that I enjoy. I don't know. There's, there's just something about it. Like, yeah, he's kind of a D-bag, but it's, like, not venomous. Like, it's not mean. I keep using the word venomous. That's my word of the day today. Uh, pulled off the calendar. Um I don't know, from him, it always seems more just like a, like a ribbing, like uh, yeah, it's not mean spirited. I don't know. And uh, what's his name from um, uh, Tosh Point wouldn't have a a show if it wasn't for Joe McHale. That's true. I, I do uh, Daniel Tosh again. I like him, but he's definitely oh yeah. Dick. <laughs> he's just like uh, he's just no. Ass. I used to love because um, it wasn't talk soup. It was just this. Was it just the soup? Yeah. It well it used to be talk soup. But when and he then was on, it became it was just, just the soup. soup. Yeah, because that, that was when like the internet became a thing. So it was they were drawing from like online stuff too, not just um, like Jerry Springer and no. things like that. 
So last minute beer review because oh wow that's really pretty funny. Uh, my final beer of the night was Rare Bird, a cream ale with coffee and lactose from Oozle Finch. Going to take a quick sip. John, does it feel nice and cool with the lights off down yeah. in the basement? That's, no, that's not bad. It's it's a cream ale. It's got like coffee on the back end. It's better than the. Uh, the bad Larry's alcoholic coffee that I had like two years ago, whenever that was ah, not great. I think the IPA was the best beer that I had from Usel Finch. I mean, again, like I got four beers for 16 bucks. Yeah. I, I mean, they, I, I would have liked them all to be great and like fantastic. Cause I could go back and get more. But, they all sounded good. I mean, even the one, yeah, they all sounded great. Yeah. But like, there's so many breweries, even here in like central Florida area that do, similar styles to everything that I bought today. That's just better. Like I thought about going to sideward brewing today. Cause there's like two more beers that they have that I didn't pick up during my like quarantine trips there. I thought about going there. I was like, well, no, let me go to total wine so I can see if I can get the hidden Springs, uh, Dole Whip beer. I'll also check to see if they have the grapefruit Masagabe. They didn't have either one of those. So it kind of became a thing of like, well, what beers do I want to get? And I had a six pack of the Bell's Fruit Fight in my hand. Cause I was like, okay, well, John's doing a sour. This could be like my tart ale that I'll do alongside that. And then I saw all the stuff from Oozlefinch. I was like, oh, well, this is great. Like I can kind of hit a bunch of different notes, all one brewery. I can kind of tie it in that way. I just wish they had been good. So I could come out and be like, well, hey, you know what? At least this one was great. I mean, my favorite being just uh, not bad IPAs is kind of sad. Um, so what I would just yeah. put out there for you, Chris, um, when like Hidden Springs puts out like a rare release like that, you got to think that they're going to brew and have set up basically everything that they want to sell they want to sell everything at that release when people come in and buy it. So when they have extras of a special release like that, if they are going to put those out, it'll probably go to local beer shops in Tampa. So getting to... But, but that's the thing, because I've been able to find stuff from them, because I can still go to my beer store and find their Drone Thugs in Harmony, their Bear Lasers, and the ZFG, the Zero Fucks Given, like their Zero IBU IPA. So, I mean, there is stuff available. And I wasn't, like, counting yeah. on, like, oh, I'll be able to. No, it was, like, one of those, like, oh, you know, it's it's possible. But, yeah, like, that stuff's probably stuff that they brew extra of that they send to their distributor. If anything, like, those special releases are probably going to get fed into the Tampa area. Just something yes, I've learned I, in I, my years of working with I local I thought about breweries. it, but I, I didn't want to have to drive an, I didn't want to drive an hour to Tampa yeah. to get beer. I sat around today. I played some... Uh, Magic of Gathering. I watched some some YouTube. Um, I fell into a Google spiral the other night where I was Ooh. just like researching lightsaber stuff, like lightsaber lore and like colors and crystals. What's canon? What's legends now? Paul, oh, yep, super nerdy. Uh, but that also just kind of led me to watching clips from uh, Star Wars Rebels because I'm still trying to get through Clone Wars, and I. I've gotten to some of the better episodes now, uh, but that also led me to watching like the duel between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul on Tatooine. Cause I was like, Oh, that's a great episode. I love that moment. Uh, and then that sent me onto like a Sam Witwer spiral because Sam Witwer 
he portrayed Starkiller in Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed 2, but he also voices Emperor Palpatine and Darth Maul now when they do any of the like the Star Wars animated stuff. And I found it was like a live stream that he did with the sound designer of the Force Unleashed, where it's just them playing Force Unleashed for like two hours and just talking about like everything that went into the game. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. So that's what I did with my day. I watched Starkiller play Force Unleashed for two hours and that, no well, playing that game for two hours will drive you crazy. I see. I like that. Learn like the second one wasn't great, but it's just because it was too short. Like the first Force Unleashed game is fantastic. <laughs> like except the Emperor cheats. Yeah, that's all that is BS. At oh, I mean yeah. it's it's BS. But that also made me kind of want to play um, the new Jedi game. Not new. It came out. Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. I kind of want to play that. Fallen Order. Because I was like, man. Fallen Order is fun, but it's hard. I, I had to bust down easy to just enjoy playing it. Because the, like, you're supposed to be able to parry and block, and it just, like, you can't you can't get it. There's no, like, you can't get the rhythm to, to stop them. I don't mind the combat. I just, like, get so bored with the constant backtracking. Like, you go to a planet, and then you're like, oh, can't go to this planet yet. And then you're, like, you have to leave. Like, and all, and it doesn't tell you, like, you can't go forward. So I'm, like, there trying to make a jump, trying to make a jump. And then it's like, well, they kind of tell you, Metroidvania. you have the ability to go to the other places. But you can't go farther because they do want you to go to this planet first. So I just always just was like, I'll just go to the planet they want me to go to. I I get, though, the frustration of, like, not being able to, like, oh, I can go to this planet, but as soon as I get there, I can't do anything else. Like, yeah. And, like, that Metroid style, like, you kind of, right from the get-go, you should know, like, oh, well, I'm, I can't get to this zone. I shouldn't be able to even, like, try. Yeah. Like, you get, you go to that zone, and what you can do is create a double-bladed lightsaber. And I'm like, no, my guy doesn't use a double-bladed lightsaber, so I'm not going to use it at all. <laughs> it's it's good when you have a big group to fight. So after, like... I know it's good, but my headcanon of that character, he's like, no. So after drinking, like, lightsaber spear, it's kind of like you decided you wanted to make a pot of coffee using Jenny Cremail <laughs> instead of water. <laughs> <laughs> It's not yeah, bad, but it's not. It's not like I want to drink the other half of it. I had a guy stop in the store yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, uh, do you guys have Ginny Cream Ale?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, over here." He goes, "Man, I had it for the first time over the weekend, and I liked it." And I was like, "Oh, good, I'm glad." He goes, "Yeah, I also had a garbage plate for the first time." <laughs> oh, I mean, he just came from Rochester. Yeah. And was like, yeah. He was living peak Rochester life there. He went. He. Like, did he just no? He went there specifically. He watched some. uh, He watched like a binging with Babish. I guess Babish is from Mm -hmm. Rochester, Mm -hmm. and uh, he talked about a garbage plate. And if you're going to have a garbage plate, got to have it with a cream ale. So the guy went to Rochester and did both those things, and then came back looking for a cream ale. Hmm. I haven't had a garbage plate in six or seven years now. So good. I mean, I could probably make one here. Yeah, just have to like mm-hmm. get some mac salad Fr- or like some diced potatoes, French fries. Yeah, yeah, burger like, patty, hot dog, a, get some meat sauce. Yeah, you just get like a can of meat sauce, like make dice up some onions. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. 
It's not the same, though. We had to go for work. I went with, like, a bunch of managers and Paul Max. Uh, and we went oh. to Rochester to, like, walk other, like, stores and stuff. And uh, Max had talked them all into going to this one place for garbage plates. So I was. <laughs> you, oh, was it like Tahoe's or like? No, Mickey's? it was. Uh, it was a different one. It was like a. It was one that he'd always gone to, because it was by one of the places that he used to work, and uh, it was really funny. Like sitting around with these, like all these managers and prim and pop proper like people, <laughs> they're all eating garbage plates, and some are like. This is delicious, and some people are like, oh no, 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 I can't. Why would you? Why can we get something there, else here? Like it's like, <laughs> why would you? It's all deliciousness. Like, and for those of you that don't live in, you know, like Western New York or Central New York, and you don't know what a garbage plate is, it's literally just imagine like a styrofoam take-home container, just filled with the worst for you, <laughs> but most delicious foods ever. Yeah, uh, half. A- just thrown half together. filled with half filled with mac salad the other half is french fries potato wedges home fries i see i like home fries better because it's like smaller so you're able to oh, get yeah, you can like, get them all the, in the bite like the home fries and like the mac salad in one bite. uh and then you can get it with hot dogs cheeseburgers uh you can get the choice of you can get one one hot dog one burger two hot dogs see i always get the i always get hot dog because I'm already getting the meat sauce oh, on top yeah. of it there. And then there's a, a, so a spicy the meat sauce drizzled on top. I don't know. I always like it with the cheeseburger. I, or I'll get a cheeseburger yeah. and a hot dog. I mean, you're already... Listeners. You're staring at a heart attack down the face. You're going you're gonna, to Honestly, gonna you shouldn't be eating it if you haven't been drinking for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also true. Or... It's basically the meal that you would assume the dad would make in an eighties like comedy where the wife has left for a week and the dad has to make dinner. It's like that meal. If you like, want, what do we got in the fridge? Uh, just put it on top. If you want to eat a meal in the pile. and then look at the toilet and be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the same thing." Like, I, if if I was being sentenced to death row, like I would go like. I'd like a ribeye steak. I want a crab cake. I want, you know, mashed potatoes and gravy. I will take a garbage plate. I want a, you know, bread pudding. And, like, I wouldn't eat all of the garbage plate, but it would be, like, just, like, a fork full of ev- a little bit of everything. Take that bite because it is it is absolutely delicious. Everything works in that. It's, it's just like a a plate of deliciousness and it, it's called a garbage plate because it's it literally just looks like trash it's all just food thrown into a container because you can't put it on a plate like it's just too messy um, it, it's one of those regional dishes that I'm glad I was able to try because it's so good and I haven't found anything like that here in Florida because Florida is such a tourist like hub that everything is so Americanized. It's you get, I mean, there's like some decent barbecue places, but a lot of it's just like chain restaurants or theme park food, which there's nothing wrong with that because like Disney universal can do stuff really good, but sorry, going past 
Um, but there's no just like, oh, you live in Florida, you have to get this because it's all just mass market stuff. And there are a lot of like Cuban and Latino like delicacies that you can get here. Like you can just go to any like corner restaurant and they'll have something like empanadas or tostones. Like it's just, they're like plantains are a side right along like mashed potatoes and French fries. Like it's there, but it's, there's nothing that's distinctly like Florida or Orlando. Like you get, if you go to like, Oh, garbage plate, Buffalo wings, beef on a whack. Like there's no real, just like solid, like, Hey, you're coming here. You have to get this food in Florida. And I, I kind of miss having that. Well, I think it's kind of like for Buffalo and Rochester, it's that factory food. It's the guys coming out working like third or second shift. And like the restaurant basically wants to be closed, but they got that third shift worker coming in for dinner, even though they should be closed up and like gearing up for breakfast the next day. And they're like, what do we got left? Oh, we got these leftover chicken, you know, the the scraps of the chicken that we can fry up. Uh, and we'll just put it in a bunch of butter and hot sauce. Boom, chicken wings. Uh, what's the garbage plate? It's everything that was left over from yeah, all the other meals. But a garbage plate is not made for the third shift worker. That's made for the fifth fifth cocktail drinker. <laughs> the like, second, that's the rally back. Yeah. <laughs> It, but it seems like the left. It's like the leftovers, though, right? Yeah, the, like, I, I think the just the scraps. The Tahos, that are thrown like where who created the garbage plate was pretty much just a drunk person who came in and said, "Who said like <laughs> I'd like this, this, and this, and just put this on top?" And they just did it for the person, and it was like he said it was good. It it looked good, and uh, it stayed. You know. Well, that's the thing. Like back years ago when I worked. You know, if you don't live in Western New York, you, this reference lost on you. When I worked at the McKinley Mall, there was a restaurant in the food court. And there was something there uh, that one of the guys just made up one day because he was drunk and hungover. So he made what he just called hangover fries. And it was literally just a basket of fries. And then he put feta cheese, Greek dressing, like a spicy seasoned salt and hot peppers on top of it. So good. And it was just kind of what, like you said, it was just one of those things like, no, he just took what sounded good, mixed all together and ate it and just, you know, trying to recover from the previous night. No, it tasted awesome. And you would go there and just be like, Oh, Hey, uh, give me hangover fries. He would pay like three bucks for the styrofoam container of them. Delicious. That's one of those things that I miss. And I just, I haven't had anything like that. Poutine? You get, you got, I get poutine, poutine, but I'm saying like regionally to Florida. Yeah. Like Orlando, Florida, they don't have anything like that. It's not like a, oh, you know what? I'm going to Florida. I have to get this there's no like statement right. dish you know like like you go to Rochester you're going to get a garbage but you go to Buffalo you're going to get chicken wings you're going to get on beef on yeah. a whack you know there's there's nothing like that even like when I lived in Michigan there was still there was like one thing that's like 
you got to get this. But there was uh, like Michigan based stuff where it's like, oh, hey, get this burger made with all Michigan ingredients, you know? Mm-hmm. It kind of counts. I mean, Florida has oranges. Like citrus is a big part of things, but a lot of the citrus that you get here is brought in from California. Like it's it's weird. I think the yeah, when Kate and I were to visit you guys, and we stopped at a Target before hitting up the Airbnb, uh, we bought a bag of oranges at checkout. We realized they were from California, yeah. and we're like, uh, "Dude, where's wait what? <laughs> we're from New York, <laughs> like." Where's the Florida oranges? And they're like, oh no, those are all shipped out for juices. Like they're they're Tropicana. They own all the like they own all the oranges. The only way to get Florida oranges is to buy them off the back of a truck. Yeah. Like you can't get them in the stores. I mean, what Gator Tail? I've had Gator Tail. That's not bad, but it's just like it's like a popcorn chicken thing. It's just like mm-hmm. a tiny piece of meat that's so breaded and deep fried that you're eating it like. Mm. Tastes like fryer. I think the Cuban sandwich, but that's so like Southern Florida, Miami. Yeah, that's more Miami, and I mean, I can get Cuban sandwiches. You can Cuban sandwiches anywhere. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. You can get Cuban sandwiches anywhere, and like the ones they get here, yeah, they're good. But again, like I think if I want like a real Cuban, I'm gonna have to go down to Miami, which I've never. You, been. Well, you can get chicken wings everywhere now. Yeah, same same. And thing. You can get poutine. Everywhere now. No garbage plate, though. No oh, garbage God. plate. Got to make that at home. I kind of want to make a garbage plate. I don't know. I think well, I'm off on, like, binging with ba- I think I'm off on Sunday. Watch the Binging with Babish episode and, you know, make yourself up a garbage yeah. plate and you'll be all right. Looks like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so good, though. They are. Just make sure you have it off the next day and you'll be fine. No, oh, you take the leftovers the next day. And man, you know what? I love recording this show because I feel like we never have any leftovers. Everything we do, you just got to consume it right away. And after you consume it, hey, make sure you like us, rate us, review us. Uh, That's the thing that you And do. send us your uh, regional food because we'll probably want to try it. Yeah, we like to eat. <laughs> we like to drink. Part of drinking is also eating. Like, yeah. That's one of those things that I miss, like, just going out getting food. A lot of food, a lot of drinks. 